0: Hi, I'm Paul Strack and I, along with Mark Fortune, want to welcome you to our latest episode of Slow to Respond. During this time, we will explore the good, the bad, and yes, sometimes the ugly of what it takes to successfully market small businesses. We will look at the unusual or even the absurd ways we small business owners promote our services and products. And when it's all over, we hope you will have some takeaway tips and maybe even a laugh or two, even if you're laughing at us. In each episode, we will take a lighthearted look at marketing efforts that, for one reason or another, may cause the intended audience to be slow to respond.
1: Hey, Paul, how do you stop a food truck? Well, Mark, of course you use the lunch break. All right, great. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Slow to Respond podcast. I'm Mark Fortune. And I'm Paul Strack. And we are so glad you're joining us today. To this week's topic, we are going to talk a little bit about something that's near and dear to all our hearts, food trucks and food truck marketing. So, you know, one of the, one of the, I guess you could call it a positive out of the pandemic, if you will, is that food trucks have really, I don't know if they ever went away, but they've had an even bigger resurgence as restaurants closed and everybody adjusted our, our habits and how we went out and how we sought food and all that. And food trucks have really made a big comeback and uh, their growth and popularity is fun, but Paul and I, being the critical souls that we are, frequent these things and always you know, look for opportunities to pick up some lessons about small business marketing. Right, Paul? Well, there are two things we know a lot about, Mark. and One of those is food, because we love to eat,
0: and, and the other is marketing. We, we, we do have quite a bit of experience in marketing, so you put those two together, and while food trucks are their own unique type entity, I think from our experiences and from what we see, we can offer some... As you pointed out, some critique, we're good at critique, but some tips that can apply to food truck marketing, but marketing
1: small businesses as well.
0: So, Mark, tell me, what are some of your favorite food trucks that you seek out or visit frequently?
1: Oh, man, there's there's been so many of them over the years that I like, you know, in and around the central Arkansas area. Um I actually, I led a, a, or helped organize a food truck event at my church for a while, a couple of years oh, cool. ago, um, that we yeah. did. And, um, there were a bunch of them. It actually kind of got started. There was a, um, a food truck for a while. It's not around anymore. She, the lady who owned it, sold it and, and moved out of state, but it was called, it was called the pie hole. I believe is what it was called. <laughs> and it, man now, yes, I I'm always there for a witty name. So there's food truck marketing tip. Number one, witty pun filled names are always good, but, um, Golly, it was it was great. Um there was a chicken and waffles truck that I now I can't remember the name of that yeah, was Yeah, I've seen
0: I've seen that and I can't remember that. To your point though, let's go ahead and dive into some of this. Yeah. We're every, most people that know me know I love puns. Puns work in some cases. Puns aren't always great for most marketing. However, as you pointed out, the pie hole is a punny name. I think in food truck marketing, one of the things we've seen is you have to create a name that is catchy and a name that is memorable, or the concept has to be memorable. And so the naming, such as the pie hole, is, it, it is important. Uh, one of the things I'm going to touch on later that that bothers me or concerns me is some of these trucks we see, you can't even see their name. What is their name? The, the chicken wing. Um, there's there's one that I pass by in Mill frequently, and it's chicken and waffles, but I can't remember the name. We'll dive into that. Um, One of my favorites is again on Maumel Boulevard. I've seen a growth on that corridor of Maumel Boulevard leaving from Maumel into Northwood Rock and vice versa, but there is a Southern Hibachi Express. I mean, that for our family, that's almost a weekly event, and they do a great job. And it's it's permanent. It seems like it hasn't moved since the pandemic, and so it seems like it is a stationary food truck. But they they do a good job with their signage; it's very visible. They do a good job online, and some of these other items we'll get into later. But overall, the and I, I guess the main thing is with any entity, they have great service and a good product, and those are the those are key for any
1: successful business. Well, and I think I think you made a good point there. And so let's kind of start at the beginning of really any customer journey, if you will, buying any product or service, you know, awareness and deciding to, to act on that awareness. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how you typically or how, you know, how a food truck owner should think about their customers in terms of how they're going to find you. Like, how do you find out about where a food truck might be and what they're serving? I think what we've seen and what
0: I do personally is, again, the first one of the first places we look is social media. Facebook is where you find most of the food trucks. And it's again, it's it's not just their site on Facebook, it's the referrals. Uh, you are a strong proponent, as everybody should be, in referrals and reviews. And what we do and what we see on that is people on Facebook say, hey, I want to find a food truck. Who do you recommend? What do you recommend? And then you see the referrals to those Facebook sites. Um Instagram is another good one. Once we hear about or see a truck or visit a truck that we like, we start bookmarking their Facebook page. We start following them on Instagram. So we know where they're going to be, what they're going to be serving. Um, But again, I think the first thing I do prior to that is ask friends and colleagues, Hey, what's a good food truck we haven't tried and do that. So it's, it's, it's all part of the marketing. It's part of getting your word out there. It's different for food trucks because, Most of them move around. So it's incumbent upon them to establish a following, if you will, but they have to have a good social media presence that's that's easily found, easily accessible and easily recognizable.
1: Yeah. And I would I would add um, one thought to that, which is and I and I agree with you in in this day, especially of of mobile marketing and word of mouth, that social media, Facebook and Instagram to start are probably the, the Probably the two most important starter channels, if you will, for any food truck, because a they're free to get on and you can go. They might take a little bit of money to promote, but you can build an audience there really quick. I think you I I think a a savvy food truck marketer should also think about trying to get people on a uh, an owned property. Right. Instagram and Facebook are rented. Right. You're renting land on. Well, basically on Mark Zuckerberg's properties. So, you know, if you can get people on an email list, right, or build at least a decent basic website with location and menu information, then now you own something that you can always drive people to. And if you're on an email list, you can always put something directly in their inboxes as opposed to just hoping that it shows up in your customers' news feeds, right? So that's probably the next step beyond. And it's, you know, easy enough to ask for an opt-in, offer 10% off your next meal, right? give them an incentive to join your list partner with other trucks and put together some incentives um but i think that's a good way to really grow that list and again reviews and referrals are huge put a put a qr code you know review us on google review us on facebook right there on the front of your truck at the checkout counter and uh go that goes straight to your review link and that will that will definitely help build your audience for sure
0: And i think mobile trucks have have Taken advantage, or the good ones, the most successful ones, have taken advantage of the technology related to mobile devices. As you pointed out, QR codes are much easier to use now. You don't have to download an app. Scan the QR code. It either takes you to their menu, it takes you to their mobile um, ordering options, and at that point, if you have that, that's the point where you can capture the email address because typically a mobile ordering option does that. So, I would encourage any food truck to take advantage of these mobile options that, while not free, they are cost effective and can yield returns.
1: Yeah. And you can generally make it very easy then for that customer to refer you to another customer, right? Join, you know, add a referral link to your landing page for joining your list and give a referral offer. And again, just try to build that community organically as you go about it. Um, So... There's a, there's a lot of things that that on the positive side of things, but yeah. If if I remember correctly, this topic originally came up for you and I because we went and had lunch at a food truck a little while back. Um, <laughs> and where was that food truck? <laughs> what was unique about yeah, the location? Well, the, of the food, food truck. was great. So before we get into the critical part here in a minute, but let me start with this. The food was great, but uh, the truck was located behind a bank building, well off the road, a multiple story bank building. Yeah, that could not be seen by any human anywhere without a drone handy <laughs> um so you know and i understand because again I've, I've done a little bit of organizing a food truck events logistics are a, a can be a bit of a nightmare so you might there's only certain places you're allowed to park and i get it but uh let's talk about visibility or or some of the things that food trucks could improve on in their marketing so let's start with visibility let's start let's start there paul
0: what is you know in retail they say uh top three criteria for success are location, location, location. I think that is critical with food trucks. Again, uh, the, the one Mark referenced was a well-known barbecue establishment, uh, great social media presence and that, but it wasn't going to attract a whole lot of drive-by visits because it was behind a large bank building. And, and, and as Mark pointed out, we don't know all that go into securing a location, but that would be the first thing is is visibility. One of the areas that I critique all the time, because I'm in the sign business, is when I drive by some of these food trucks, again, down Mail Boulevard, there are typically a handful, and it's the signage, or more importantly, the lack of signage that drives me nuts. When I'm coming home at 536 and I'm hungry, I, I might see a food truck. If it's in the fall or winter hours, when the time is such that it gets darker earlier, If they're not well lit, if it's a red or black food truck, I'm not going to see it till I'm past it. So some sort of signage, some sort of A-frame sandwich board saying having the name or just chicken and wings or chicken and waffle, something telling me what that food truck is offering. It's not a huge investment. You can get vinyl lettering. You can get a sandwich board. You can get a very nicely done piece of cardboard, something uh, to advertise who you are and what you're selling. That, that is one of the most critical components I've seen just again in my day-to-day drive back and forth to mall
1: Yeah. Cause I think that's always one of the things, you know, you can, you can pass trucks and even sometimes if they've got banners waving, it's not really easy to read them very quickly. But a lot of times I can't even tell what the truck is selling, what food they're carrying because it's right. not readily visible in a drive-by type of fashion. So, you know, there's nothing there that would make me stop. And the hiding it doesn't make me curious to stop and go find no. out what it is. <laughs> no. Right? Don't no, be so don't. cute. It's yeah, not that subtle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That you can be work. cute with your names. Again, I love some of the names
0: of these. But shout it out. Let us know. Um, in in retail signage, I, I've seen stats that say good signage can be responsible for as much as 50% of revenue for retail organizations. I would venture to guess that could possibly be even higher for food trucks. You've got to have some idea who you are and, again, what you're selling. So that would be one of the key takeaways is invest in some good, clean, legible signage saying
1: who you are and what kind of food you're serving. Yeah, I mean, if I was starting a food truck today, assuming I could cook, which I can't, but well. um, <laughs> if I was starting one today from a marketing standpoint, the first things I would do are ensure that it's really clear and obvious who it is and what you do and what you're serving, right, to anybody driving by or walking by. And second would be to get a, a good presence started on social media because that's a cheap and easy way to start to build an audience and staying in touch, right? You have got to constantly communicate, especially if you're moving, where you are that day and what you're serving. And that, if you're a lunchtime food truck, that alert should be out by 930, 10 a.m. every single day. Every single day. Oh, yeah. Don't, like, consistency yeah. matters. Because once you start missing a few days, you, you know, you can forget it. Like, people will just forget that, that you were there, and they'll move on to something else. So consistency matters. Um, well, let's let's
0: just... Ass- Go ahead. I was going to say, let's assume we have the proper signage in that. And let's assume we've established a good following online email, and that. What are some of the caveats or... Best practices, caveats of things not to do, best practices of of ways to promote online with these daily updates or whether it's Instagram posts, because I have seen some horrendous Instagram posts that actually make me lose my appetite when I'm looking (laughs) for a food truck. Give us some of the well, best tips.
1: We were looking at one just a little bit before we started recording. Of a, it looks like an old time DC comics panel, and the character in it is covering their face like they're in shame or something. Yeah. And I don't know what that truck what? is trying to get across. And what was what was the headline though? I think it was. I think the headline was something like "OMG, mind blown," yeah. but the image yeah. was yeah. "Oh my god, this food is awful." Right? Yeah, that's it, <laughs>
0: that's exactly
1: what. It, it, it again, it's too cute by half. Like, I understand yeah. that, you know, cool, comic-looking print and all of that, but the message is totally lost. Like, you know, clear and concise, um, invisible, and an image that resonates with the message you're trying to get across. Because it looks like somebody's just really not having a good time. And what you're trying to explain is that your food is mind-blowingly good. But that's not and, at all what and that consistent. image is. As you said, we
0: like consistency in marketing. And uh, this particular one, I think, they often try to create the look and feel of each food truck. They host several food trucks, but it becomes a very cluttered message that's difficult to read. And again, when I see it on Instagram, it doesn't tell me, again, readily tell me who is there and what kind of food is there. And that that's what we need to
1: know. Yeah. And so it's it, you bring a good point because there's a lot of meetup places now, right, where four or five food trucks will congregate in one place on a consistent basis. And so you've got marketing for the individual trucks and then you've got marketing for the place itself and the place itself, in my mind, would is, should establish a consistent schedule, plan, look and feel for what they're going to put out going, hey, on Tuesday, it's these three trucks open from this time to that time. On Wednesday, it's these three and just consistently hammer that message and it, as opposed to the you know, cute comic strip images that nobody can read in the fonts that don't make any sense. Like, it's just, do not confuse people. Like, everybody's too bombarded with messages and with images and with advertising to go make them, you, you can't make your customer do the work for you, right? Fill in the gaps, right? Be consistent about what's there. And what will happen, Mr food truck place host is your trucks will like you better because you're driving more business for them, right? You've got a great location because the one we're talking about in North Little Rock has got a great location, lots of uh, car traffic going by, lots of drive-by traffic, but it's really hard to understand what's going on there because it's so confused in their messaging.
0: And, And one thing to point out again, we know with any establishment things happen. I would imagine with a mobile kitchen things happen even more frequently schedules changes even generators in best break. to be con- yeah. <laughs> yeah even in the best <laughs> happens a lot <laughs> trucks trucks take a lunch break even in the best <laughs> uh ways of preparing and keeping consistent things are going to happen and in, in, in these community hosted food truck areas Th- something's going to come at the last minute and a truck will have to cancel or they'll have to have another location so don't be afraid that, oh, if we're consistent and we change that, people are going to be upset. But we know things happen like that. But that's it's communicate in a legible, clear, consistent manner. And yep. I think that makes for better marketing for food truck in any business.
1: So, you know, clearly Paul and I are big fans of food trucks. We like going out and eating. Um, it's, it's, it's a it's a ton of fun. I think it's such a great idea. actually, I really love food trucks because I think they're just such a cool entrepreneurial way to get into your own business and to really grow things. And we've had, you know, there've been several trucks around here and, and all over the place that have turned into brick and mortar, sit down restaurants. And then there've been restaurants, Mike, um, and I love the restaurant um, threefold here in Little Rock. They opened mm-hmm. a truck during the pandemic to kind of expand locations. And my kids are there all the time. They love that place. And now they're opening a, second location. So it is a really great way to help a small business grow. But let's, you know, Paul, let's try to help out. What are some other potential ideas for growth that a a food truck first type of business could could start beyond just, hey, we're pulling up to this place from 11 to 2 on Wednesday. What else could some good trucks think about doing?
0: I think one area that I've seen here recently across from our office in Argenta is food trucks partnering with local businesses. First Orion has an office building with a couple hundred people in it now that people are going back to work. And so they have a parking lot and every Friday or every other Friday, they are bringing a food truck into their uh, location for their parking lot for their employees. But it's not for their employees only. First Orion will start marketing, promoting that food truck on their social media sites. Um, And so I would say, hey. It's all a partnership. It's a community effort in these. If you have an in with a local business, ask them, because that way it promotes that local business. It promotes your food truck and and it brings in new customers and potential new business from that standpoint. But it's a win-win for both parties in that
1: regard. Yeah. um, I think another thing that I've I've seen some trucks do very successfully, it, it takes a little more legwork, but is look for events, Catering type private event opportunities outside of the um, the normal hours. So sort of like what you're talking about with um, First Orion as well. But, you know, talk about weddings or, out, you know, cookouts, outdoor party. You know, you'll provide the food sort of stuff. My um, daughter just graduated high school and she's going to a big cookout tonight. And I think they're bringing a food truck to that. Um, I think those are great opportunities, sort of the private event space as well, I think is, a, is another really well, good one.
0: Now with the vaccines, being more prevalent with the masks coming off and we are returning to some sense of normalcy. Uh, local festivals are going to be back on the rise. You know, there's the Greek Food Festival. There's so many different festivals. Look for those opportunities. I would imagine some of those, there is a fee, obviously required, but I would imagine, too, with there is a pent-up desire for people to get outside, be involved with community, Explore these options and being around people. And so look at these even small neighborhood festivals or even larger church-related festivals or event festivals. There's going to be opportunities for food trucks to gain exposure to different audiences. Look for those opportunities.
1: Yeah, and one um, – something that's sort of similar to that that um, I've seen work really well is, you know, there'll be local – uh farmers markets right yeah and you know there's almost always a truck there sometimes it's one that's more permanent like there's one out off of highway 70 outside of north little rock and i think i think the farmer's market is called me and mcgee's market and the truck is called southern standard and their food is i'll just give them a shout out their food is fantastic man it's one of the best burgers i've ever had in my life when we were out there a few weeks ago and it's it's fantastic and they're sort of permanently set up there but there's another place out highway 10 in Little Rock. That's part, um, the market's called Bramble, Bramble and Company, something like that. Um, but it's like a farmer's market, but the trucks rotate like every Saturday, there'll be a different truck there. Like one weekend it was the crate coop and sometimes there's others, but that's another good way because they're bringing in an audience already, right? They're going to have people there because Saturday mornings, farmer's market, you know, time and you've got. They have brunch sort of food there, and then they'll have lunch sort of stuff. And that, that works really well as well. But you got to be proactive about it and sort of get on the rotation. And you got to show up because one time we went out there specifically to go to a specific truck, and I don't remember which one it was. And, you know, they had one of those, oh, we can't make it today. Or they brought half as much food as they should have, and they sold out in an hour. And, you know, oh, yeah. that's kind of a bad experience <laughs> when you go out there specifically <laughs> to to do that. for their
0: truck, but a bad experience. And and to your point, when you do these co-ops, that, as you mentioned, opens the food truck operator to a completely new audience. That's why it's important to have some way to capture that audience, whether it's QR code to capture their information, ask for their email, ask them to start following you. Because once they experience your good food, they're going to want to know where you are next week or next month. And this is the perfect opportunity to open yourself up to a new audience. And
1: you got to you got to stay in touch. I mean, what kind of coming back full circle on this as we as we begin to wrap to me, the the most the, the most frustrating thing I see food trucks do or, or not do well, frankly, is consistently communicate menu hours and location. Right. It's that simple, like the basics of any restaurant anywhere. What do you have? When are you open and where are you? Especially if it's a, you know, a mobile location, like a truck that moves around. And if that can't be can consistently communicated, you're going to have a hard time maintaining much of a business. Um, but, you know, engage people, get them on your list, send offers consistently, make referral offers, you know, bring a friend for 10% off or whatever it is. And uh, I think you stick with it, especially in good weather at times of the year, you'll uh, you'll do quite well.
0: And this is the time of year for food trucks and festivals. It's, it's, it's cranking back up. Uh, again, one more, going back to the point of Partnering with other businesses in that. I think that's a good strategy, not only for food trucks, but other small businesses. If you look for festivals to become associated with, uh, other businesses that may complement your servicers or you just may have a good relationship with, work with them on different projects because that in the promotion of that event or the promotion of whatever project you're working on, that will help you be introduced to some of their audience. And vice versa, and helps helps you grow that base. It doesn't. Some of these ideas don't just apply to the food truck industry.
1: Yeah, we I actually had a conversation with um, a colleague earlier this week about. It's kind of reinvigorating some of our communications with our clients around what, you know, what we call strategic partners. I mean, you and I are strategic partners, right? I provide digital marketing services. You provide some digital marketing, but a lot of print and offline and direct mail type services. We are a natural fit to work with a business together because we don't compete, right? I don't right. want to do the same right. things that you do and vice versa. You know, an easy one is financial advisors, attorneys, and CPAs should all be marketing together consistently to refer business to one another and build up a book of business. Because you've got the same target market, but you have complementary services that you provide, not competing services you provide. Exactly. Exactly. So, Paul, anything else to add on our food truck conversation here?
0: Just going through a couple of these other items. Uh, One one note that I found uh, that I thought made sense. In marketing, we always want to create – whether it's a service, a product, or a message that helps us stand out, something that is memorable. So in in the food truck, one tip that we've seen is, you know, offer something that no other food truck is offering. There are a lot of food trucks out there. there, are a lot of burger food trucks, some are better than others. But if you have something unique, I think that's a good opportunity. Again, the I haven't eaten there yet, because I always pass it when I realize what it is, the chicken and waffles. I think you don't see a whole lot of chicken and waffles truck. I love chicken and waffles, but offer something. It doesn't have to be totally bizarre, but something that you know works. Uh, there's, a, there's a Cajun food truck that comes to Mall once every blue moon. It sells out, but people know that. They can only store so much food, prepare so much food, but it, it'll come from um, 11 to 2. And if you get there at 2, you're not going to get any food. But their gumbo, their jambalaya is incredible, and that's different. You just don't see that every day. So if you can offer something that is a little bit unique, helps you stand out, that's what I suggest
1: you do. Yeah, and, it, and a lot of times, like I've seen trucks that maybe come out of restaurants that probably aren't in as highly frequented um location areas, but then they'll roll a truck out to much more populous areas and they just kill it because they're bringing food that everybody knows is good, but they're bringing it closer to their target market. And that works really well. There've been some really unique concepts here over the years. There was a, I think it's still around and a, like an Alaskan dumpling truck. Um, the gentleman had spent some time in Alaska and then learned, you know, some specific recipes up there and rolled out a food truck about that. There was a, a, a truck um, and I, but I think it's morphed into a brick-and-mortar restaurant um, called Katmandu Mamo that was a um, Nepalese, I believe, uh, dumpling mm-hmm. uh, food that was, oh, my gosh, they were fantastic. And they, you know, people would line up for that everywhere. But it was something you weren't going to find that at any other restaurant in town anywhere. So it was really good.
0: We, we talked about some of these festivals, festivals and that. What about food trucks at personal events like weddings or parties or just even – small office events I, I think that could be an opportunity I, I don't know how you position yourself maybe ask my how do you position yourself to say hey we are open to
1: come to your wedding in that um but I, I think that's well so, when I've seen it work really well I mean one everybody has a good time because it's unique right instead of everybody just lining queuing through a buffet line at a uh, rehearsal dinner for example Paul because I yeah, know yeah. <laughs> your your family has one of those coming up soon um you know there's a a couple of maybe there's a food truck outside an entree type food truck or heavy hors d'oeuvres appetizer type truck and then like a dessert truck right like an ice cream or a frozen dessert kind of thing lined up and that's a fun experience for everybody everybody thinks that's cool it's unique there's lots of great pictures to be taken for social media coming out of concepts like that and i think it's i think it's a ton of fun and i think once you've built that sort of case study if you will that one example you can use that to market to all sorts of people for those types of events. And I would imagine that's a good opportunity these days because catering can get really, really expensive, really fast. Yeah. Um And the cleanup's minimal, the setup's minimal, right? The truck just rolls up, plugs in and off they go. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I like
0: the the ease of it. I mean, I, I don't know how difficult it is on the inside of the truck, but to uh, have a truck pull up and start serving food to your guests, that. I like that concept rather than the planning that goes on with a rehearsal dinner or some other event. Yeah. What about should, have you gone to a food truck or have you used a food truck that has rotated their menu seasonally? You know, they have a fall menu. I like, you know, a burger truck is going to have burgers, but um, should food trucks consider rotating a seasonal menu?
1: I I think think it kind of depends on the, I think the short answer is yes, but it somewhat depends on the, um, personality of the truck that you're trying to create. Right. Like even, but even if you're a burger truck, like there's one in in central Arkansas called Excaliburger. Well, it's pretty clear what they're going to offer when that's in your name, but you know, why couldn't there be a more summertime offering? you know, burgers with different types of vegetables or whatever is seasonal in there and a more wintertime offering that's maybe a little hearty or or, or however it works. I mean, sure, why wouldn't trucks consider changing their menu enough? That You know, I guess in any restaurant, you sort of always have to balance what's your signature dish that everybody wants versus new things that you're bringing out, right? Yeah. But I don't know that that's any different than a food truck than it would be with a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. Um, But it does keep, again, if you're engaging that audience, it gives you yet another... Um, another sphere of communication to, you know, get people to come get out.
0: To come. And just like in small business, we can't introduce new products every week, but sometimes we may highlight a service or we do bring on a new product or service. That's the time to, to change it up. That's the time to engage with the audience and say, hey, here's another reason why you should come visit us.
1: Yeah, and you know, and then it's about getting the word out that you're doing this, right? So, again, go to your social media. Heck, you might even want to be a guest on a local podcast.
0: Yeah, and we will have guests on this podcast. <laughs> if soon. you
1: know a food truck owner who should be a guest on the Slow to Respond podcast, you should contact us because that's right. We'd love to talk to them and we'll interview in return for free food. So, we will <laughs> do just about anything for free food. Mark. We can absolutely be bribed.
0: <laughs> well, I think, again, in, in wrapping this up, um, Some of the highlights talked about is creating that presence. You've got to create that online presence. You've got to be seen. You've got to be visible, right? Just like with any organization. Uh, You've got to look for opportunities to get yourself out there. And and I think food truck marketing, business marketing, it is not a passive activity. You have to be active, proactive, take the initiative and, and take these steps and it will help you grow and help you be successful
1: and be clear and consistent. Don't, don't let up just because you think, just because you're tired of sending the message, that's right about the time your audience is hearing it. So, you know, stick with it. And especially in a business like this, let people know where you are and what you're doing. Exactly. (laughs) Don't assume any, don't assume that anybody just knows because they don't or they don't remember. Otherwise your audience might be slow to respond.
0: All right. I think that wraps up another episode of Slow to Respond. We thank our listeners for joining us. And again, we try to find ways for local businesses, local companies to increase their engagement with the audience so that they are not slow to respond. But thank you all for attending and look forward to the next time.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone.